Hello and welcome to Freedom Through Truth, a broadcast outreach of Ministries of Wayne Weaver, bringing the freedom of God through the truth of God's Word. Let's tune in to today's message. In other words, um, when we're on a battlefield, and I believe there's some of you in here, Paul could tell us a lot about how important it is to identify yourself with a, um, a troop of people or a group of people that you're fighting for and fighting against. And if you happen to be identified with the wrong people, it can mean tragedy to your own self just by simply by not having an identity. And I believe that there is many so-called Christians today that do not see the privilege that we have in Christ nor maybe regard the importance of what it is to be really important who, what we identify with. The identity of what we carry is extremely important, and I believe even more so in the spiritual kingdom than it is in the natural kingdom. In the spiritual kingdom, there is things that are seen that we do not see with our eyes. I'll give you an instance to that when we look at the, some of the conclusion in the concluding book in the book of Revelation or the concluding book, Revelation, in the beginning, it describes how Jesus looked. But when Jesus was seen here on earth, he didn't look anything even close to what it's describing him there. Now he has a different color hair. Now he has fire coming out of his eyes. Now he's a completely different look to him. And I believe in the, spiritual, in the spiritual view of all things, this is probably the way he appeared and looked while he was here. His feet were like brass and, and as burned in the fire. And yet when he was here, you didn't see anything like that. And so it's important to grasp that part because I want to conclude somewhat with leaving something with you that tells you the importance of what we identify with, who we identify with and what we look like by way of name, by way of who we are. And so I think, personally, me, personally, I feel it extremely important to be continue to identify with the kingdom that I'm part of. And that kingdom is the kingdom of God, and it's a heavenly kingdom in which there is a king, which one of the, in the series following this one, I want to get then to the kingdom, Lord willing, I want to get to the kingdom of of heaven, kingdom of, of, um, of God, and the king in a kingdom is obviously there is a king in a kingdom. That's what makes it a kingdom. And we want to talk about that king and the operating forces, if I can say it that way, the truth about what operates in that kingdom, which would be the Holy Spirit. So this has been my intention from the beginning. When I started this, I actually wanted to do it before this, and but this is where I'm at. So... If we look at the importance of a name, you know, every last one of you that are sitting here have a name. And to that name, there's something attached. To that name, I can say your name and you will respond to me. I can call out your name and ask you to raise your hand and you will do so. And so there is a name that somehow you identify yourself with that is of great importance. And there's other names in the kingdom that we could talk about and maybe we'll just slightly that is important to be addressed by those names, and those names retain a tremendous amount of um, importance, a tremendous amount of power, and also a, of authority. So when I call out your name, 
there's a whole list of things that are attached to that name. Um, if I would just take one of your names and say, for instance, Micaiah. I'll use, just as an example, Micaiah. I'll use your name as Micaiah. And we heard last Sunday, or uh, last Saturday evening, we heard that Micaiah has somewhere been, obviously the way he has expressed himself, and we believe him, and we see the evidence of that, that there's a volume of Scripture that is going through his mind in studying and in and, and reading and hearing the Word of God. And when I say Micaiah, I'm not addressing all those things, but that's in him. When I say the word Micaiah, I look at all the things that he has done, the victories he has won, the defeats that have overtaken him at times, how that he came to the conclusion or solution of that and became victorious in it all. All that is attached now to that name. And so it makes a name extremely precious because with it there is so much. There is so much of that. We can see a little bit of that in the mantle of Elijah. When Elijah left, he left his mantle back and it was attached immediately to Elisha and Elisha now had almost seemingly the same power even more than what was attached when Elijah carried it. Now, we could go into different descriptions of all that and, and identify more things about Elijah and Elisha, but that's not my subject today. But if you know what I'm talking about, some of you that have maybe lived years of certain defeats and certain things and issues that have faced you for a lifetime, and when that name comes up, that's who is being addressed. That's who identifies you who you are. Certain tendencies that you have had from young on up, if they still prevail, it's attached to that name. And so when we look at that, I see that it is extremely important that we understand what our name is and who our name is. Now, there's people that can take the name that you have and that I have, and they can make that name sound something completely different. They can put things onto that name, but they will not change what's behind that name. You understand what I'm saying? It can be something that you can maybe be, somebody else might be telling somebody else that you are this or you did this and that, but if it's not in you, it's not part of your name. And so, again, we see the importance of identity. And not importance of how other people identify you, but who you are and what your identity is in the kingdom because it has a tremendous amount of value and power. Now, this is why it's such a great sad thing to see people that have endured much down through the years and their lives and they come to an older age and they forsake Jesus and they go the other way. And you see this whole thing that was classified in them and has become very powerful even at times. And the victories that were won and the temptations that were fought and all those things that have happened. And now all at once it gets canceled. And you will not necessarily, you will not be rewarded for those things if you find yourself going the wrong way and dying that way. So it is important. Now I want to look at some of these examples and bring it more into a practical sense. But also first of all looking into the Old Testament and then... We go on. In Exodus chapter 3, verse 13, it says, And Moses said unto God, Behold, when I come unto the children of Israel, and shall say unto them, The God of your father has sent me unto you. And they shall say unto me, What is his name? What shall I say unto them? In other words, Moses was just saying that, By what authority do I operate? 
If I come to the king or to the pharaoh and I tell the pharaoh that I've been sent by God, pharaoh thinks, well, there's a lot of gods. We have the god of the cobra god, which is very obvious in Egypt yet. I saw it with my own eyes. I see all those gods and the temples they had built. It was full of gods that they believed in. So he said that but when I come to Pharaoh, under what god do I come under? What is the name that I need to use to build as an authority that Pharaoh will respect it? And so he said like this in verse 14, And God said unto Moses, I am... Or he said like this, and I'll explain a little bit after this, but he said, I am that. Now that's all it says in the original. I am that. And somehow it's added on to here yet. I am that I am. But in the original Hebrew, in this phrase right here in Exodus 3, 30, uh, verse 14, according to my findings in the Strong's Concordance in the word for word, it just says that I am. So that I am sent me has nothing to do with Horus and some of the ones that they believed in, that I've walked in the temples of where they still had Isis and those gods. But he said, just say that I am sent you. And it sounds like a really weird title. But it didn't matter what the title was. There was power in that name. And you can go with that name and just watch what happens. Just humble yourself and walk with that name, and I will do things. And I will do the plan that I have called you unto. And so when we look at this, I want to explain a little bit further. The word I am, I am that, which means I exist, and it's not auxiliary. That's original, I am that. That's what it really means, interpret it just that way. And then I am. The power in that name, I am that, let millions of people out of Egypt and literally for 40 years through a desert. And the power of that name, I am that, took these children of Israel that went through impossibilities, fed people in the desert for 40 years, absolutely impossible without supernatural intervention, but it was, I am that food. I am that deliverer that took you through the Red Sea. I am that that will take you on. And it's very interesting when you look at this picture that there is so much power in that name. The identity that Moses went by was simply, I am that. I am that. So I am that took him and sustained him all those years and took him into a place until finally at the end, you know the story of what happened and which we'll get to that in a little bit as well. Then we turn to I, Joshua chapter 5 or 13. And it came to pass when Joshua was by Jericho that he lifted up his eyes and looked. And behold, there stood a man over against him with his sword drawn in his hand. And Joshua went unto him and said unto him, Art thou for us or for our adversaries? In verse 14, and he said, Nay, but as the captain of the Lord of, or the host of the Lord, I am now come. Interesting, here comes his name again. And you might look at it as not being that way, but do a little bit of research and look at the name. There it is. And he said, nay, but as the captain of the host of the Lord, when it's giving reference to host of the Lord, normally it's giving reference to an angelic power or angelic force that is present. 
We notice that when Jesus was born, the same way. But here it is, I am the captain of the host of the Lord. I am, now come. And Joshua fell on his face to the earth and did worship and said unto him, What saith my Lord unto his servant? And verse 15 it says, The captain of the Lord of hosts, which here is the army of angels, the Lord of hosts. He is the captain of the Lord of hosts. And we notice that Joshua worshipped him. And if this would have been an angel, the angel would not have allowed him to, for Joshua to worship him. So I do believe this was Jesus. I truly believe this was Jesus that came and appeared to him in that way, standing as the captain of the Lord of hosts. And that's what he is. He is the captain of the angelic powers and all things that are on earth. Said unto Joshua, Loose thy shoe from off thy foot, for the place whereon thou standest is holy. And Joshua did so. We notice this interesting thing that when Moses was talked to by the I Am and was introduced to his uh, work that lied in front of him or lay in front of him, we notice that it was spoken the same way. This angel or whoever or however that spoke out of the burning bush also said, Loosen the shoes off of your feet. We notice the same description here. We notice that from that point on, God said, you are now on holy ground. Now we notice when the same responsibility shifts on to Joshua to go into the land of Canaan, the same words again were spoken to him, and it was spoken by simply the statement, lose your, uh, your shoe off your foot. And so we see there is something about this. So what is about holy ground? Is it where man's foot, that is, meets the earth? Is it the walk of that that makes something holy? I do not believe so. Uh, was the ground holy or the feet holy? Or the meeting between the feet and the ground? Thank you for listening to today's program. We hope you were blessed. This program is made possible by the generous donations of our listeners. Check out our website and get our weekly word e-letter by signing up at www.ministriesofwayneweaver.com. Until next time, God bless.